When you see someone who's struggling, it's natural to want to help. Fortunately, Pacific Source Health Plans has resources to do just that. Our member support specialists work to help our members meet real, everyday challenges like food insecurity and housing, isolation, stress, and difficulties with language. They even help with transportation, utility bills, copay assistance, and arranging home care. Our member support specialists are committed to your well-being and your privacy. Going beyond what's required. Just another way we put members first. Learn more at PacificSourceMembersFirst.com. And welcome to another episode of the Football Smack Talk Show. I am your host, Ryan. I'm Eric. All right, there you go. <laughs> A little delayed there, bud. Yeah, well, there's an echo going on. Fantastic. Good start, as always. Always, yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, it is episode number 200. Uh, we've made it. Uh, it's been a long, uh, long process, but uh, 200 episodes down, feeling pretty good, huh? How about you? Yeah, feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good. So, we have a very special uh, episode tonight. have a couple of surprise guests, and actually I'll start with the first one, although not that much of a surprise anymore, because I posted about it earlier, but uh, joining us uh, now live is former uh, NFL Pro running back, Seattle Seahawk, Denver Bronco, University of Virginia, former Conestoga High School legend, as uh, Marquise Weeks. Let's go ahead and bring him on uh, into the show, if this will allow me to uh, do this in a decent fashion. Of course, it's uh, just loading there. Sorry about this. Uh, kind of our, our deal. We love technology and we love, there we go. Uh, bringing them on in now is uh, Marquise. Marquise, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Not much, not much. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'm super thrilled to be able to have you on here. Uh, we got to catch up not that long, a couple months ago, um, pre-pandemic. Uh, we got to have a great conversation. And before we get into all the nuts and bolts of football, I just want to ask, how was your Father's Day? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, I spent it with my family. I have uh, uh, my wife. I've been married for six years now. My wife's name is uh, Shanita, and I have two beautiful little girls, a five-year-old and a three-year-old named uh, Olivia Ray and Malia Joy. So uh, they took me out to eat at a place called Founding Fathers in oh, yeah. King of Prussia. Nice. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. So... And it got me some, you know, some nice, some nice gifts and whatnot. So it was, it was beautiful. Great. That's always good to hear. And you know, with you, you're, you're a good family man. You know, I know how much you love your wife and kids, and how much you build them up on their, on their dreams. And I'm just, you know, talking about it because you, know, you talked about it when we spoke. How your two biggest dreams were play football and to teach, and you're getting through both of those. Yeah. And. You know, at what point did you really feel like, hey, you know what, this whole, like, playing football thing, like, I could actually do this. Like, I could actually make the NFL. Um, I mean, it's it, it takes a lot of hard work, dedication, so many, there's so many factors involved with it. But, um, you know, as I was playing in, in college, and, uh, you know, I had, I had a, you know, not a, not a typical college career. Um, I actually switched positions my last year in college from safety to running back. Um, but the thing that I did a lot that was really consistent was, um, was special teams and I was a kick returner and, um, 
you know, I had a pretty, I led the country in kickoff returns uh, my last year. Um, and, you know, as, as you're playing, you know, there's always a shot. You know what I mean? I, I knew it would be a long shot in getting drafted, but I knew I could, you know, contribute some, some way or another on some team. So, you know, as you're making plays out there in college and you're, and you're, and you're you know, getting some exposure, the thought always crosses your mind. Like, if I don't get drafted, at least I could be a free agent. So, you know, I would say maybe my junior year in college, I started thinking, like, this could happen. Nice. Well, now, take us through that process. What was that like on draft day? Um, and then as you went through that whole weekend and then the when you did get the phone call uh, from, you know, what was that process like? Oh, man. I mean, even even starting, I was I was actually invited to the NFL Combine. Mm-hmm. And, and that whole process was just, I thought it was going to be, like, glamorous, awesome. And I'm sure it is for, like, you know, the high draft picks, the first rounders, second rounders, like, for sure. Um, but the whole process is really, like, it's draining. And I think it's part of what they want to do is to is to tire you out and uh, see how you function under, under the pressure. Um, but all the interviews and whatnot, um, you know, I had a couple of interviews at the, at, at, like, at, the, at the end of the day, you have interviews at night that, you know, teams either invite you to or you sit in like this huge lobby and teams can just come up to you and, and begin to talk to you. So um, I, had, I had like two, um, two set up interviews and I talked to a whole bunch of teams just out in the lobby area. Um, and those are teams that, are, you know, kind of show you some interest. Um, and so when draft day came, um, I was actually projected anywhere from the third round and down. Oh. Um, and so that's a pretty broad spectrum there. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I invited my family down to come watch it with me because, you know, it would have been you know, awesome to, to, to get drafted. Um, watching the process, like the first round, first, second round, I wasn't really, I was just watching it just for, you know, my, some of my friends that had the opportunity to go get drafted ahead of me and, and you know, just, just for – loving to watch all the highlights and see the different guys get to go. Some of the guys I was actually in my group um, at the combine, watching them get picked up and stuff like that. Um, but it was really nerve wracking. I mean, sure you know, you couldn't really have people, you couldn't have people call your phone because you'd always be like, oh, is this it? Um, <laughs> you know, my cousin actually called me during the draft and like spoke to me for a little while. And I'm sitting there like, somebody could be calling me right now, man. Like, get off the you phone. Don't be rude, but I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, my mom was like, every time, you know, my mom would be keep asking questions like, is this it? Is this it? Is this be you? And I'm like, mom, just, you know, just relax. Um, but I actually got, I did get a call in like the fifth round and, um, and I ended up not getting picked. Um, apparently what happens is like, you have different teams that are, or different coaches on different teams that are, you know, lobbying for you. And, you know, they call you and say, listen, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on your behalf. You know, I would love to you be able to pick you with this next pick, so just be alert. And uh, so I'm watching the screen, another name flashes, and, and that was it. So I got one call during the draft. I didn't get drafted. Um, but at the end of the draft, within five minutes at the end, you know, I had I had a bunch of teams calling, and I had my choice of where I wanted to go. And, um, yeah. you know, that's one of the good things about not getting drafted, like I would say, like from the sixth, you know, sixth, seventh round. Um, if you don't get drafted by the sixth or seventh round, you know, it's nice to get drafted, but you also, the nice thing is you get to choose where you want to right. go at that point. Yeah. Right. Some of that power that gets transferred to you. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So it was cool. You know, 
I got to choose where I wanted to go. It was it was great talking to the teams and whatnot. Um, I just felt like um, it came down to the two teams that I really was uh, thinking about was Baltimore and Seattle. Um, and, it, and it came down to just basically opportunity. The Ravens told me basically um, they, they want me to play running back and I'd be on the practice squad, like pretty much guaranteed be on the practice squad. Um, Seattle gave me a choice of whether I wanted to play safety or running back. Oh. And they wow. said I had a really good opportunity uh, to make the team uh, for special teams as a kick returner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that pretty much sealed the deal for me, the opportunity just of making the active roster as a, as a kickoff returner and also being able to choose if I wanted to play running back or not. Um, sure. Obviously, I did. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so... <laughs> That's awesome. I, I guess we got the new, the next star coming in. Right, there. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's all, you know, that whole process, like, I was just, you know, so it's like basically five minutes, and then, you know, you already had your choice as soon as the draft was over. Yeah, yeah, and it was, it was tough because um, I had a roommate that didn't get, um, didn't get drafted, and afterwards didn't get any, really didn't get any phone calls. And that was really tough to, to, to be around, you know, because you're, you're excited that you get picked sure. and that you have a team that you're going to. And then you have your roommate that's like just just struggling with it. So it, it was pretty tough. Now, when you were when you were playing, when you were first coming up, was there anybody you looked at and said like their style of game, whether it be at the running back or the safety position, that you'd say, hey, that, like, they, that kind of fits the way I play. Mm-hmm. Kind of emulate it. Oh, absolutely. Um, Barry Sanders was my favorite running back for for a really long time. Um, Excellent. And and I wasn't really as shifty as Barry Sanders was, um, Mm -hmm. but I I had some of that wiggle. Um, I would say my style and another favorite running back of mine was Terrell Davis, and that's who I pretty much, you know, patterned my game after was Terrell Davis. Um, The way he could, you know, set his blocks up and read his blocks. He had a little bit of wiggle as well. Um, but he was really great at setting his blocks up and hitting the hole, and those are the two backs I, you know, emulated the most. Yeah, you definitely had a way when you, like, if there was the tiniest hole, you, you found a way to get through there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah tried my best. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's just, like, the work ethic is always what came through with you. Um, and as you watch in today's NFL, um, mm-hmm. the guys, uh, is there anybody that you look at and say, hey, their work ethic, their style kind of reminds you of you when you started? Um, just so, I mean, <laughs> the, game, the game is, the, the running back position has, has really, you know, morphed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, it was it was good to be a receiving. I wasn't really a receiving running back in high school or even I was, I was asked to do that more when I got to Virginia. Um, but now the running backs are like, you know, they're really great receivers as well. You can actually line them up in the slot, use them all over the field, and they're and they're the ones that are most dangerous. Um, I don't, I'm not sure who I would say. Um, I would say maybe a young one, maybe Saquon. Again, he's he is really really shifty, really uh, has great vision. You know what I mean? I love Ed McCaffrey as well. Um, so those, those are the two guys that uh, you know I love watching. Yeah, de- definitely great choices there. Um, you look around the NFL now, like I mean, what do you think of the state of the NFL? Um, obviously, you know we're in 
pandemic mode. We don't know what the plan is going forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, so much, I, I guess this is going to be a bit of a loaded question, but sure. you're, you're, you know, where the NFL is right now, where they are is in terms of uh, embracing some of the social change that we're, you know, as a society, we're trying to demand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where do you think they are with that? Um, I actually, I mean, I think they're making a lot of progress. Um, you know, just the fact that, you know, when we're talking about the change, I mean, some of the change, obviously, that is, is being spoken of is, is with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, there's a lot of things just wrapped around that itself um, that's kind of being forced to be re-looked at and uh, re-evaluated. Yeah, and, what are um, your stances on that? Um, well, I mean, I believe and from the very beginning, I understood what Kaepernick was doing. Um, right. Because he explained it, I think he explained it very well, very clearly. Um, I feel, I feel like, I mean, I understood at first, you know, why some people would be offended by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when someone gets on national television and explains to you exactly why they're doing something and it's a valid cause, um, you know, with stats and and current events happening that's showing you as to why they're doing it. Um, it's pretty hard to, to then say, like, well, I don't care, you're disrespecting the flag, you, you, you know, when it has nothing really to do with the flag itself. Right. You know, it had nothing to do with armed armed forces or law enforcement at that time. Um, he wasn't trying to disrespect them personally. Um, and the thing that's really interesting about it is if you watch when it really first started happening, Kaepernick, and this was disrespectful, was he was sitting down. He was right. sitting down instead right. of kneeling. Right. Um, and he was actually he was actually told by a marine like that's not a that's not a good look like that just looks that just looks horrible like you're sitting on the bench while you know while the flag is going on, um, and that does look that does look disrespectful. But again, if you would have explained it, I still would have understood like what he was doing. But the need to me was still showing like respect and also trying to you know peacefully protest uh, a great cause that now you can see with what's going on now. Um, and it was going on then, but now it's just being, you know, brought brought to light again because it's it's happening, um, you know, it's happening so frequently back to back the way the way it is. Right. Um, but you have people like you know, you know, you have um, Pete Carroll who says like he wished that he would have you know gave him an opportunity to play. You have um, Roger Goodell saying like he wished he would have handled it differently. So people are seeing now like what it was really all about and that it's very valid and, and it needs to be addressed. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Do now, do you think, do you think Colin Kaepernick was blackballed because of all of this? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. No question. There's, there's, there's no reason that he shouldn't have been playing. You know what I mean? And, and I was one of those people like, and I'll, and I'll be the first to admit, as, as I said, I understood why he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at first, I didn't want. I, I wasn't the one saying like, "Oh, the only reason why he's not in the league is because of that." Right. You know, at first, when it when it first initially happened, I was saying like, "Well, you know, he wasn't playing that great anyway." You know what I mean? He wasn't. I was right there with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then after a while, it's like, well, he needs to be picked up by now. I mean, yeah. come yeah. on now. There's a, there's a lot of terrible quarterbacks. In the, you know what I mean? And a he's lot not of terrible. Bumps. But right. it just wasn't like he wasn't. He wasn't bad enough not to be in the league anymore. And that was my thing. Like, at first, it was like, he's coming off an injury. You know what I mean? He, he didn't have that greatest stat, so teams aren't screaming to pick him up right now. You know what I mean? But as it went on, it was like, okay, that's enough. Like, right. he, should be in, he should be in the league. I mean, and it, and, it, and it got pretty 
blatant that they weren't trying to hire him, especially when quarterbacks are going down. They're like, this is the perfect opportunity. You know what I mean? That's Carson Wentz goes down. You know what I mean? Other other quarterbacks go down. You're like, oh, Kaepernick right now. Ka- it's, yeah. it's perfect. Kaepernick's right. name they, got they, brought they up like, every they time. They go out and get like Brett Favre. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. right. They, they kick the tires on some of those older guys. Like, I, I always think that, you know, talent gives you a second chance. Like, if you're a guy, you, if you have talent and you can win in this league, like, most coaches, I would think, and GMs would be smart enough to know, like, whatever your political or other opinions are, hell, winning speaks the loudest. You've yeah. got you to find ways to win. And to right. me, the fact that that didn't happen is such a statement of, like, I, yeah, it's, it, it's very weird. He was definitely... I definitely agree with you. He was definitely blackballed. And I was one of the ones that, like you said, uh, when it first happened, that said, yeah, well, maybe explore the fact that he was one for five for three yards and two interceptions. <laughs> you know, his last yeah. I mean, that's a reason why he's not playing. Yeah, but, definitely bad timing as far as his stats. stats. But it's like, okay, you know, that kind of talent, it needs to be given a second chance. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do you, do you think someone will sign Kaepernick this offseason? Uh, it's, it's tough. I, I actually, I, I think, I think they will, you know what I mean? I think they will, um, not only because he deserves it, but also because, um, what he, the reason why he's at the league is, is, uh, is, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't right. You know what I mean? I think yeah. a lot of coaches, a lot of GMs are starting to realize, like, we need to make this right. Yeah. You know what I mean? He deserves to be in our league, at least try to make the case i mean it's been what three years now yeah yeah at least four years yeah. almost four yeah. yeah four years so that's a that's a long time not to play football i mean he had his workout um mm-hmm. and he you know he looked good as good as you can on air and all that and all that stuff so yeah. um I, I was reading up a little bit and it was saying that um the raiders had actually um was it mark davis had given them the okay to sign him a while ago um so oh wow you know so, so I'd like to think, yeah, that would be an opportunity for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll get in there. I think he will. Well, good. I, yeah. I sure I sure hope so. I, I hope that I mean, it's kind of... Season. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Fingers crossed. All right, you have to say yeah. that, unfortunately. Now, given, you know, segue in, into that, given everything that we know about the coronavirus and how professional sports uh, leagues are kind of trying to get sports back, Given that football is kind of a few months away, do you expect the NFL to start on time? And what about the fans? Do the fans, uh, are they there when we start or is it maybe delayed? No, I feel like, I don't think, I don't think we're going to start on time. I think it will be a shortened season if we do have a season. Um, I think it will be like what they were saying where it will be, you know, they'll play, they'll be playing in stadiums with, with no fans. Um, and if, and if it is fans, it'll be like, you know, how, how restaurants are opening up and they're at half capacity. Mm-hmm. It will be like that, where you, you they can only sell a certain amount of tickets. They, everyone will have to social distance. So, you know, they'll have to spread out, you know, I don't know, 10, 10, 10 seats in between each person. <laughs> and all, and, uh, you know, if they're going to do anything, imagine. I think it'll be like that. Uh, that would be just the strangest thing to see on TV. Just a shot of the crowd. And there's like one here, one there, one there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd rather have it like I'd rather have it that way than no fans at all. I agree. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I guess, like, it's funny. I, I think it'll be curious as to like how they'll do that because you know, we're both season ticket holders of the Eagles, and 
you know, how they'll do that. I, I imagine they'll come up with a system where it'll be like, like so many fans, like you guys have tickets to game one and then the other group gets tickets to game two. Mm. Yeah. It'll do something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, they could, they could say only season ticket holders come. Sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's how, I mean, when gyms open back up, I know gyms, I think, open back up on the 26th, but they're doing like, you know, some, some gyms will not be accepting new members. You know what I mean? It's just members only. That would just cut down on, you know, some of the people that instead of leaving people out. Yeah. Yep. I could see that happening too. You know what I mean? You got it. Season ticket holders, you guys deserve it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I well, they're starting so. to take their money again, so yeah, yeah they are. So yeah, they want to make sure they want to make sure they keep you guys coming back. That's right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now for it's sure. funny. You know, I know you grew up a football fan. Uh, were you an Eagles fan? Were you a fan of another team? Um. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like the Eagles. They weren't really good when we when I was growing up. You know what I mean? And so well, I didn't, I didn't like the Eagles. <laughs> I didn't like the Eagles as a team. I liked a lot of their players. Um. One of one of the running backs I really liked was Charlie Garner. He was one of my favorites. Nice. Um, when Ricky Waters, when Ricky Waters was here, I liked him. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so I like I like certain players on the Eagles. I didn't like them as a team because they just they weren't good. Yeah, um, it's understandable. I mean, not that not not that they had to be the greatest team because I liked the Detroit Lions at the time, and I like and I liked the Denver Broncos. So those were those are the teams I, I watched growing up. So I'm I'm sensing a, a theme. Uh, Barry Sanders, Terrell Davis, Lions, Broncos. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mike uh, Mike Miller uh, says, as long as you don't say the Cowboys. No. Uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh-huh. I think never, we're good never, with that. I'm not even, I've, I've never even been an Emmitt Smith fan. I mean, Emmitt yeah. Smith was a great running back, but I was never ever a fan of his. Agreed. I just, I just, I just feel like Emmitt Emmitt was good, but I feel like if you would have put. Barry on the on the Cowboys and you oh, put Emmett yeah. and you put Emmett on Detroit, you wouldn't even hear who Emmett Smith is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I fully agree. agree. Fully agree. And that and, has and, nothing and to do with my hatred Barry of the Cowboys. Have Thirty thousand total career yards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably, and probably would have yeah, probably would have kept playing too. Yeah. Yeah. Winning a few Super Bowls, I'll I'll, get, I'll do that. So. So speaking of of the Eagles, um, have you been fo- kind of following kind of uh, what they've been doing this this off season? Do you do you kind of keep up? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I mean, I like the Eagles now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's um, good. <laughs> home, hometown, hometown squad. You know, and and over the years they've got they've yeah, got so much better. You know yeah. what? I really, really started liking the Eagles when they drafted Donovan McNabb because I liked McNabb in college. So when they drafted McNabb, I was like, I was excited. He got booed, but that was uh, obviously he was, I mean, for me, yeah, yeah, I mean, besides like Randall Cunningham, I mean, who else was a better quarterback for the Eagles? Nobody. I mean, they got Wentz now, but he's not. He's not there yet. Yeah. So, okay. So, so looking at the Eagles running back and their situation, Miles Uh Sanders coming into his second year, really started to come along at the end of the season. Um, you know, uh, helping the, the injury to, uh, with Jordan Howard, got the opportunity. Um, they bring back often injured Corey Clement. They have a few undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think of the squad uh, as a whole in the running back room? Um, I think it's – I mean, I, li- I really like Miles Sanders. I liked him in, in college. He's, he's really good. Um, 
you know, and uh, what's the guy's name that, that came that was backing him up uh, last year? Boston Scott? Oh, yeah, 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 Austin Scott. I really like him, too. Um, you know, I really had a lot of issues with the Eagles. I mean, I, I feel like they made a lot of mistakes last year as far as their personnel, things that didn't have to happen before the season even started, um, like re-signing Alshon Jeffrey and re-signing um, – um, Aguilar, like th- those things didn't have to happen. You know what I mean? Um, I just, I just felt like they could have, they could have saved themselves a lot of trouble as, as, a, as the year went on. Yeah. Um, because they had Austin Scott on the practice squad, and right. they, they, they know I was on the practice squad, so people would, I was getting eaten up when people were, you know, all season long talking about all oh, these, these guys they just picked up off the street, and that's, that's disrespectful. Number one. Because those guys bust their tail every day in practice. And the reason why they're on the practice squad is because they know they can play. So they knew they had him. And and, and they didn't have to resign uh, Sproles either. I love Sproles. But Sproles was hurt, and he was going to be done anyway. So I don't know why they resigned him when they could have brought in, you know, they could have released him and brought in somebody else. Right. Um, yeah. But well, I look at kind of like the Phillies approach, um, the way that they held on to, uh, to aging players too long. Which, yeah. And with guys that were part of that championship, you can't afford to be sentimental. Right. In this oh, no way. Sentiment, sentimentality doesn't win championships. They could have got a pretty penny for Aguilar after that Super Bowl. Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and what did he end up signing for what? Like a million dollars? Something oh, super man. low. It was, it was embarrassing, honestly. Yeah. yeah. $9.6 million last year for the Eagles. Yeah, dropped down yeah. to a mil. He stole $9.6 million from the Eagles last yeah. year. That's yeah. their fault, though. I mean, I thought, no, right. yeah. good on. Agreed. Yeah. I, and I like Aguilar, too, but I, I, you know, I was ready to ship him out years ago. <laughs> so high. Sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So speaking. But I think, I mean, um, Clement's coming back. Yeah. And, and he showed he showed great signs, you know, when, when, he, when he played, in, especially in the, in the Super Bowl. He had a great, great yeah. game for great the Super Bowl. Game. And it was unfortunate he got, he got injured. Um. I mean, so they got they got guys that you know can can make things happen. So, you know, I I I wouldn't see an issue with bringing in maybe one more. You know what I mean? One more veteran. Yeah, we've been talking um, about that a lot. On yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. I think I, I think there's a lot. You know, Boston Scott obviously on the practice squad had about a half a season, did very good, but again, mm-hmm. you know, Corey Clement is technically the veteran in the room, and he's this is coming into his third year. So yeah. there's there's you know Elijah Holyfield undra- you know undrafted free agent, two undrafted yeah. free agents they brought in this off season, so mm-hmm. you know that would just I feel like really help to kind of you know to yeah, fill yeah, the room. Yeah, you know, the the steal of Sixers quote to have that adult in the room. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So. But Marcus, thank you so much for joining us, man. This has been a blast. Yeah. Uh, we got to catch up again soon, man. Oh, absolutely. I, I, again, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. We're we're super glad to uh, to have you on, and you know, uh, obviously, uh, you know, the Conestoga connection. Uh, gotta go, Pioneers. Uh, gotta uh, yes, <laughs> gotta keep that up. But uh, I was gonna say before you go, is there is there anything uh, I don't know you you're working on? You want to promote? You want to Say anything you want. Um, I don't really have nothing to promote. Um, you know, just 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 some words of encouragement for just for our nation. You know, just for our country is that 
you know, we're, we're in this thing together, you know what I mean? And uh, one thing that brings everybody together is sports, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you look at things that are pure, um, look at children and how they act around each other, look at, look at teammates and how they act around each other, and that's how we all want this country to be, you know what I mean? And uh, it's going to take a lot of work, but it's time for people to stop being silent and to, and to step up to where they need to step up and do the things that are right for everybody. You know, it's about, it's about equity and equality and justice for everyone. So, you know, we've, we've been claiming that for a really long time <laughs> since the inception of this country. Sure. And uh, un- unfortunately, it hasn't necessarily, it hasn't been true. And uh, so it's time for us to make, you know, make that true. Well, well said, yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously we couldn't agree more. And, you know, it's a, it's a simple thing when you think yeah. about the, the, the core of it, but unfortunately yeah. not everybody gets that. And it's, it's, it's really sad for the country. So ho- yeah. hopefully more strides can, can keep happening. And, uh, you know, maybe one day, hopefully. So. And absolutely. You said it right there. We're in this together. Okay? Yeah. It's a beautiful message to send. Thanks. Marcus. Nah, absolutely. No, no problem. No thank, problem. Thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, we'll hope to have you on uh, again real soon. All right. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it, Marcus. Have a good day. Night. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was uh, Marcus Weeks, former Seahawk, former Bronco, uh, Virginia Cavalier, and, of course, Conestoga football legend. Absolutely fantastic to have him on. Um, I was... uh, Really pleased that he was able to join us. And uh, Eric, uh, you did a great job. Obviously, you know him a lot more than I do, um, so I'm uh, you know I'm glad that you were able to uh, yeah to kind of to kind of get him on and, and uh, you know have a have a nice conversation. So absolutely, yeah. and just knowing Marcus, you knew that would kind of be his mindset: the whole wanting the equality, wanting to send a message of positivity. Oh yeah, great sports can bring people together, and that's what we're trying to do here. And you know. Football Smack Talk Show here. We're here to bring people together and unite not only in our love of football, but our hatred of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so um, glad that uh, we had that. Uh, before we bring on a few other surprises, um, I wanted to talk a little rumor that uh, yeah. has happened since we were last on, and that's Jamal Adams. Uh, and him uh, officially being uh, or requesting a trade and the Eagles being one of the seven or eight teams that he has selected that he'd like to go to. Um, again, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. And, and there is even, um, I think uh, today... Um, yeah, there's that Twitter footage. Yeah, there, well, there's somebody posted a picture of him and po- you know, with the Eagles uniform on, and apparently he he liked it, so that obviously means he's going to be an Eagle. Well, naturally, it means he's going to be an Eagle. Naturally, yeah. he'll he'll be he'll be here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to trade Glassjaw Dallas Goddard for. Uh... <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, that's another thing we got to talk about. Um, unfortunately, yeah, that's that's a that's a bad situation. Why somebody felt the need to do that to sucker punch him? And of all places in South Dakota, like really. Well, and and apparently the guy who, by the way, is named Kyle. Uh, what a what, what a uh, uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, okay. He's from well, because you know, because uh, you know how they call uh, them Karens and Kyles. You yeah. know, so, 
Um, but apparently he was from South or Sarasota, Florida. What the hell are you doing in, in the Dakotas? Yeah, who vacations in the Dakotas? Or 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 knows anybody? <laughs> There's like twelve people in the Dakotas. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, so yeah, but but apparently they, uh, you know, they they found out who it was, uh, and uh, I'm sure, as far as Eagles fans go, his life will never be the same. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I I think we'll we'll po- I'll post something um, on the show, um, and uh, that way we'll we'll all know his name and we can you know search him up on on all the social media and just absolutely cool. ruin I his got life. I vacation uh, mid to late August. I mean, Sarasota. Ready to go? Anybody want to come with and we'll uh, we'll take care of this guy. Yeah. You want to sucker punch our eagles? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I'm with you. I'll take the trip. Uh, the, hey, guys, thanks for uh, um, for uh, joining us, Mike, Tin. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, other Mike. Uh, there's a lot of mics. Um, yeah, thank you to all the mics joining us. Yes, thank you for every uh, mic out and there. If somebody had uh, had messaged me back, I'm going to throw him right into the bus right now. That would have been a great segue. To have gone into speaking of mics, my co-host from Mike's Sports. Right, that would have been great. Um, yeah. So we'll um, we'll uh, we'll we'll be uh, like I said, bringing in a few uh, surprise guests. Uh, but so okay, so let's let's talk about the real rumor that's been out there, um, and it involves Zach Ertz. And I feel like the whole Zach Ertz thing is just getting a lot of heat. It's a, it's a obvious. You know, oh hey, here's your yeah. You have a surplus of talent. You have a younger version that's, you know, uh, overall has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I got it. It makes sense. But when you think of the ramifications of losing uh, your essential, your safety net for Carson Wentz, I, I just feel like as much as it makes sense financially, because he's gonna want a payday, sure. um, you know, come up. Um, you know, he's what, 30, 31, not getting any younger. Goddard's 24. Uh, yeah, yeah it makes sense. I, I got it, but I just don't see how the Eagles would do that. Um, in fact, I don't see how financially they would just do it. Even if they were to throw them a plethora of picks, you know, I'm not sure. And he needs a big contract. And yeah, that, and that, that's the reason why he's being traded. And look at Adams, and like say, let's just even look at like what we had there last year, Malcolm Jenkins. Is Malcolm Jenkins like is Jamal Adams that much better than than Mal- Malcolm Jenkins to improve your defense so much much that take away from your offense and take away like you know one of your primary targets in Zach Ertz? To me, the, and that's not even all that would take to get it done. That's why I don't think that that's, that's why I don't think a trade happens. And if it's Ertz and like a first round pick, like, I'm sorry, that's too much. I'm out for that. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, if it's Ertz, I, it's got to be a, a much lower pick. Right. Um, but I would assume that someone's going to absolutely give them the moon, and it's probably going to be the Dallas Cowboys. It's, yeah, and I was about to say, and you just got to hope it's not the Dallas Cowboys. Right. But it probably will be. Right. Um, 
and, and both camps are kind of looking at it, and the Jets are smart in this. They're going to try to play the Eagles and Cowboys against each other because both of them know that not only are you getting a great talent if you get Jamal Adams, you're going to have the other one's going to primary rival isn't getting him. Right, and you're going to have to see him twice a year. Right. So, and and the fact of the matter is, both, not only both of us, Cowboys, Eagles. Now, granted, we've been much improved in the in the defensive backfield, but both teams are desperate for okay. defensive back help, especially the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost their best two uh, defensive backs, and if they can replace them with a, a premier, young, all-pro, one of the best safeties in the game right now, especially the best young safety in the game, it's a no-brainer. And in the second round, they added a really nice young corner in Trayvon Diggs. You know, they had him in the second round, and if they were to go and turn around and get Jamal Adams, like, that would make up a lot for what they lost in free agency this year. Yes, 1,000%. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Well, and we'll maybe, uh, you know, we'll pose this question to the people out there. Um What's your thoughts, guys? What do you are you going to do the trade? Are you going to do a trade? What's what are you willing to give up? You know, or do you are you one of those that ah, you know, we're good, we don't need it. You know, why does why does the Eagles' name have to be in every you know trade conversation of any time anybody comes up? Well, I kind of like that we're in those discussions all the time because that means we've got our ear to the ground. That means we're you know kick the tires on it. You know, like sometimes. You may think that a guy, that the asking price is going to be something. You make them say no. Come at them with an offer that works for you and make them say no. If, if they say no, well, hey, at least you tried. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the shots you don't take. Yeah. Um, Mike says, um, uh, I can't see Adams coming uh, to Philly. Uh, the Eagles already $50 million over the cap in 2021. That's when Wentz contract kicks in. And other Mike said, if they trade, then trade Goddard. That would screw the Cowboys twice with one guy. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because you, you yeah. have to have to get Goddard from in the draft, and then trade. Then he in turn gets traded to get you the safety that they wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that's uh, that's devious, is what that is, uh, Mike. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. And plus, you would think with Goddard being younger and. They, they talk about his numbers and they compare very much to like the way that guys like George Kittle and Travis Kelsey in their early portions of their career. And so, I mean, again, I would think his value would be would be really high. Yeah. No, one thousand percent, I agree. Um, but I, I just, again, I'm not really wanting to trade either of them. I like the fact that the two tight ends set. Um, we talked about when we came into this offseason, how our number one priority was to get weapons for Carson. Right. Why would you take one of those weapons away to improve? Like, and I don't think it's that big an improvement of your defense over what you had last year, even though like, it's not really Malcolm well, Jenkins or Josh Adams. I, okay, okay, well, that's where I'll disagree with you. Mm-hmm. I think right now, even I mean, with losing... Right, 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 right. But yeah. even right now, even with losing Malcolm Jenkins, our defense is better, in my opinion. Sure. Mm-hmm. So adding Adams at this point would make them a top mm-hmm. 10 yeah. defense. And that being said, 
you literally have no one playing linebacker. Right, <laughs> Ryan, want to go play linebacker? I, I mean, I'll hit the weight room. Let's bulk up. <laughs> Let's do this. No, yeah, as much as your options right now is to go get you to play linebacker. <laughs> oh. And let me just say, like, I've seen you on athletic fields. Now, granted, you're you're probably in better shape than I am. Probably. Okay, look, I'm being nice to you here. Come on. Being, who are you being nice to? You're being nice to yourself. That's always my top priority. Yeah, well, there's no probable about it. I okay, 100%. You're in better shape than I am. But, I mean, like, all due respect. <laughs> here it comes. Um... And when I say, with all due respect, you know, like, I mean, there's got to be somebody, anybody, that's a better option to play linebacker than you. Well, yeah. Um, there's a ton of people that are uh, uh, better than I. But, uh, again... Um, now, granted, I concede that I don't make that list, but... No, you're not even on the list. Out. but um well uh we wanted to uh bring on uh some of our philly verse friends and family um so that's actually what we're going to do in just a minute um we're going to be bringing on me 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 but also you <laughs> the pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film powder donut <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, Sean, who is uh, one of the newest members of the Phillyverse family, uh, he's starting a, a brand new... Uh, podcast, the Bald Eagle podcast, um, just in its inf- you know infant stages, uh, yeah. but uh, it honestly it sounds freaking great. Already, I'm absolutely just in love with it. Uh, it's only gonna get so better. Is, uh, his hair. Uh, I would I would assume so. Uh, so let's bring him on in, uh, Sean uh, Cressman into the fold. Uh, Sean, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Eric. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah. Hey, Sean. Great to see you, man. Back from uh, I, I, this weekend, I just took a trip to the Hall of Fame. So, oh. um, yeah, amazing, amazing trip. Um, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, one of the more interesting parts about the Hall of Fame, I think, anyway, and I don't want to go off onto a whole new topic, is that it's the, uh, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it's not the NFL Hall of Fame. It's not the AFL Hall of Fame. Right. It encompasses all of professional Everyone. football. Yeah, even since uh, before the NFL was an organization in 1920, it goes back to the late 1800s actually, and uh, and some of the uh, some of the great things that that uh, used to happen back then is they would they would do a thing called barnstorming, um, where they got paid so little that they would go uh, over a weekend they would travel to different cities and play more more than one game in an effort to earn money. Um, so uh, just yeah, just a, just a great experience, an awesome thing to see. So. Yeah, uh, so yeah. I've uh, I've certainly uh, had that on my bucket list, just have never never uh, gotten the opportunity. But uh, one day, very soon, I'm sure I'll, I'll go there and just just 
just be in awe of, of everything. It sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, that, that sounds like a fantastic Father's Day. It was. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I got to. Yeah, I got to go to Canton. Gosh, it was... I can't hear Eric. Oh. Oh no. Damn. Well, that's not good. We well, uh, guess, maybe you can relate to him. I got to go to Canton in 1995 with the old man. Uh, and 1995, uncle. Eric went to uh, to Canton with his uh, with his dad. Uh, had a, an amazing time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm I guess I'm the odd one out. Awesome. <laughs> I'll go back. It was, again, it was 1995. I, I can't. Ryan, I apologize. I can't hear Eric. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah, we're we're not sure why that is. Um, okay. It's, okay. It's probably something on our side. Trust me. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's uh, Eric uh, again is hopeful to to go back, and uh, I, I'm I'm sensing uh, a road trip, Eric. Maybe maybe we can all go go drive out there. So. Absolutely. It's, uh, from here to from Allentown, I live in Allentown, so from Allentown to Canton, it's about six hours. And I did the. I actually went to Cleveland and did some, you know, walked around the city uh, uh, on Saturday, and then spent the whole day on Sunday at the at the Hall of Fame. So that's awesome. Uh, but I drove direct. My, my wife and I went. We drove directly home. So it's not a, it's not that bad of a ride. It's almost all highway, and and uh, um, you can do it in a tank. So yeah. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. Uh, good news and information uh, that hopefully uh, maybe we'll we'll do that one weekend. Absolutely. So well, that's great. I like it. I'd like to quick chime in on the whole Jamal Adams trade. Yeah, bring it. So in my opinion, uh, I don't know. You know, he's been in the league for a few years, an all-pro uh, free safety, absolutely. Um, but would he be that big of an improvement on what we have, given the all the stuff we'd have to give up to get him? And in my opinion, it seems like a lot of people want Jamal Adams so that the Cowboys don't get him. And I don't know that it's a good, uh, you know, a good way to, to manage a team Right. Uh, acquiring players in an effort to block your competitors. I mean, I guess in some instances that's, a, that's probably a good move, but you know, I don't know. That's the best way to, to, to build a team. So fully, fully yeah. agree, but but I think that's more of just uh, icing on the on the cake. Gotcha. Uh, I, w- yeah. I would hope no decisions are made that way. Um, in all honesty, uh, but I, I truly believe. I mean, right now, who are your starting safeties? McLeod and Mills. Who, who hasn't yeah. played? Who hasn't? Who hasn't played safety in, in since college? Yeah. I, yeah. I I would assume that Jamal Adams would be a tremendous upgrade over Mills, uh, and provides not only uh, pushing him down the depth chart to be able to be more of a, of kind of a hybrid safety corner. Right. Yeah. No, you have a point. Um, but again, the price tag is insane, and I'm definitely not willing to give up any of my tight ends. Uh, much less multiple first-round picks. So. Right, absolutely. I, I saw uh, online that he was. Uh, There's a fan that yelled at him uh, while he was in his truck uh, to come to Dallas, and he said, uh, "Quote unquote, I'm trying." So. Well. Um, all this speculation about getting him may not may, may have all been in waste anyway. It may it may seem as though he's uh, got his sights set on on the Cowboys anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, he is uh, a known That's Cowboys fan. That's where he's from, down that area. So. Uh, you know, obviously that's why Dallas and Houston were, were both on his list. Uh, I'd like to stay in Texas, so understandable. But uh, listen, if we can't get him uh, anywhere but Dallas. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's nice that it's nice that we were on the list. You got it's nice to know that people you know, think of us that way. Especially if you've been a fan of the Eagles for a long time. Back in the, when we had the uh, the vet and the horrible turf, and people oh, yeah. just avoided us. 
solely because we had we had uh, they, they were concerned about injuries. Sure. Um, it's a great feeling to have top tier players name the Eagles as a possible landing spot right. because that means that that the players want to be on our team. There's yeah. that we're doing something right. Our organization is doing something right to attract right uh, even the interest of some of these top tier. Right, and and whether that means your facilities, your your stadium, your you know the players on the team, just the way you do business. Either way, it, it does. It's it's great to be in that crowd uh, of people. You know, so years ago, when Alshon Jeffrey was a free agent, one of the big things they talked about was he wanted to play with Carson Wentz because he felt like Carson could be an MVP, and you know, felt like that meant big numbers and a big and yeah. big payday for yeah. Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey definitely. Uh, just to reiterate, um, you know, that's one of his things is is why he wanted to to come to the Eagles is is Carson Wentz and. Wanted to be a part of, of, of you know this young quarterback's growth and, and, and thought his now his numbers could could shine. Is him and, and Carson. Yeah, right. And now, yeah, now a few years later, now it's the rumors of of the the Carson and, and Alshon uh, breakup, uh, so to speak. So uh, who, who knows if that's ever really well, we true? We heard something about that here in this town with like Donovan and To. That's true. That is true. So. Uh, so, Sean, tell us, uh, how's, uh, how's the Bald Eagle podcast going? How are you enjoying making them? And uh, what's, uh, where are we at right now? I'm actually really enjoying it. I've always been a fan of, of football, but doing the podcast has made me dig into to things even deeper. Oh, yeah. uh, I've, never, I've never watched college. Um, so uh, part of my podcast, uh, that'll keep going, uh, is, is every, every podcast. I'm doing at least one rookie spotlight for somebody that we've drafted. So yeah. um, I... I've looked through, you know, their college stats. I've looked at their combine uh, results, and and uh, I've, I've watched a lot of highlights, which I didn't really do a lot of in the past. And I, frankly, I'm, 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 I'm a, my wife calls me a nerd because I I love it. Yeah. I, I just want, and I've said this on my podcast, and I'll probably say it every time I do a rookie spotlight. It's you know, looking at the highlights, looking at the combine results, and looking at their college career, you can really get a picture of what kind of player I think anyway. And, and this will all kind of flesh out this series, the season, but you can see what kind of player they're going to be. Um, I spoke about Jalen Rieger on my first uh, episode and, you know, looking at all his highlights and looking at his, his athleticism and his, his combine results and his college career, he looks just like a Deshaun Jackson. He's got incredible speed, at least on his, at his pro day. Um, you know, and even in the, you know, even before I did any of the research, watching the draft itself, the handful of highlights they showed when we drafted him, he had a quick first couple of steps. Um, That's acceleration. And so he, and he looks—he looks like a very speedy yeah. receiver. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear what Eric said. But but so um, you know you can kind of like just you, know, you can kind of you can uh, you can put it all together. So I'm I'm really enjoying the the work that goes into it. And um, you know I've recorded two. I'm gonna do another one tonight. I'm gonna incorporate um, you know since I since I went to the Hall of Fame, I'm gonna talk about that a little bit. I'm gonna talk about the first Eagle that was inducted into the Hall of Fame and the kind of career he had. And um, so I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. Right. Well, we're, uh, we're we're glad that uh, you know you're you're doing this. You're you're kind of uh, you know in the in the umbrella of the Phillyverse. And not, um, that that being called a nerd, that's a term of endearment in this line of work. Yeah, uh, Eric said uh, being called a nerd is a term of endearment uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in our line of work. We we are absolutely yeah. sports nerds. Absolutely. And that's fine. Yeah. That's fine with us. So. Um, but yeah, we're we're looking forward to it. Uh, like I said, um, you know, two episodes so far. Uh, I've been lucky enough to 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 review and, and hear, and honestly, I'm 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 loving it. So uh, I can't wait till uh, we get a couple more. And, I'm gonna uh, spend the first 
first too. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll send them to you. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll rock and roll and then we'll, we'll get you, we'll get you going, man. And, and, and you're going to kill it. Honestly, it's, it, you, you do, you're doing great. Well, honestly, any success is is uh, is just icing. I, I frankly will keep doing it even if nobody listens. Same. Nobody, you know, <laughs> That's what we're here for. I'm having fun, and uh, um, you know, so I'll, I'll keep doing them no matter what. But but by all means, please listen. My my plan initially was, and you mentioned it. It's it's in its beginning stages. But my plan was to you know to record them on a on a Monday and then drop them at you know early on a Tuesday morning so that maybe people could listen to them on their commute into the to work and things like that. And, um, you know, I plan on expanding to video. Um, I'm not sure if I'll do them live. I don't know how long it'll be till I do them live, but, yeah. um, you know, I'll pre-record audio, pre-record video, post it to YouTube and, and, uh, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm having fun. And, and it, it, you know, anything that can bring me closer to the game or that can get me more involved in football versus, um, you know, other alternative things that you could spend your time on that might, uh, that might not be as frankly as productive, you know, is, 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 is makes me happy. So, yeah. No, honestly, it's uh, it's a great way to get kind of closer to the game, uh, so to speak. Uh, and that's I definitely think that's why we do it. That's why we love it. I mean, we we, we normally just do this anyway without a mic, without a without a camera, just yeah, sitting around talking, BSing and talking. So if we figure, hey, let's let's put it out there and and have everybody come on in and, and do it with us. So. Yeah. Well, uh, Sean, we, we thank you for coming on on uh, the 200th episode of our show. And uh, thank you very much. And uh, we look forward to uh, to your uh, your first shows coming out, uh, which should be, uh, you know, relatively soon uh, as you're working yeah. on everything. So we're uh, yeah, we're uh, we're looking forward to it, man. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Eric. All right, bud. Thanks. Take Thanks, care. Sir. Have a good night. Oh, jeez, My whole system setting falling over here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, Sean, thanks. Yeah. All right, and that was uh, Sean Cressman, the Bald Eagle podcast, coming uh, coming very soon, honestly. Uh, he is, I got to I gotta tell you, the first couple episodes, mm-hmm. he's, just, he's just doing fantastic. So uh, I look forward to it. Um, he's, uh, he really definitely knows... Uh, uh, his stuff and, and it brings it to you in a nice in kind of a nice way so um well he's just yeah we'll, we'll get him on uh we'll get him on live video soon enough <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll push him in that direction we'll keep him going we'll get him going man yeah so um so yeah anyway yeah. um um where were we oh yeah i did want to talk about um the funny uh uh, I guess the what is it the is the P, uh, Pro Football Focus or whoever it is that do the you know the top ten they're doing like top ten offensive tackles mm-hmm. uh, just put out uh, you know just put out their list of the top ten offensive tackles right now in the NFL and uh, you, ours truly Mr. Lane Johnson was on that list. I figured, yeah. What would you figure might be a good number for Mr. Lane Johnson? Overall tackle in the NFL right now. Because it's a right tackle and not a left, I'd say maybe six or seven. Uh, does right or left does not matter? Okay, well I'm just saying based on like because I would value the left tackle more, so I'd probably put a, a left tackle higher. So that's why I'll say six. Okay, well he was actually eighth. Okay, so uh, let let me tell you, Lane was not happy. 
I like that he's not happy. He about it. officially came out and said fake news. As one does. I, like it. I hope he brings that chip, you know brings that chip into the season. Well, so here's the here's the top ten. Uh, is David Bakhtiari, uh, uh, Bakhtiari uh, from yeah. uh, Green Bay? Good, good tackle. Absolutely. Ronnie yeah. Stanley from the Baltimore Ravens. Great choice. Great choice, but again, I, I still think maybe in a year or two he might be up that that high. He's still very good. Uh, yeah. Number three, Tyron Smith. Right now, maybe five years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say five years ago. Don't absolutely don't think he's better than Lane. Uh, number four, uh, Ryan Ramsick. From the Saints, great tackle. I think that's a good. Yeah, that's a I mean, good. I'd probably take Lane over him, but yeah, yeah but sure. that's still a good, uh, you know, good choice. Uh, five is uh, Mitchell Schwartz from the Chiefs. I feel like maybe the Super Bowl uh, yeah, status kind of bumped him up yeah. a little bit. Uh, number six, Trent Williams. Again, maybe five years ago. He couldn't even play last year. No. Right? I don't know. Uh, number seven, uh, Teron Armstead. Again, a good choice, but again, I sure. think I'd take Lane. Number eight, obviously Lane. Number nine, Laramie Tunsil. A good young tackle. And number yeah. ten, Lyle Collins of the Dallas Cowboys. That one, I, mean, I feel like that one has always kind of hurt me because at the time, we could have used a guard. Well, the thing is, he wasn't... There wasn't even anything alleged towards him. He was just a person of interest. But mind you, that's all coming off of the Aaron Hernandez debacle. So nobody wanted to touch him that draft weekend. Remember the like an ex-girlfriend had been murdered or something. And so he was a person of interest. They like the FBI and like everybody was going out of their way to say he's not a suspect. Right. So like to for NFL teams not to worry about drafting him and. Like, it was such a, a bad situation. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, when it got to be the fifth, sixth round, and, like, he puts out, a, like, a press release asking the NFL teams not to draft him so we can just go into free agency. Yeah. So I'd be stuck with a team, like, at that point. I still wanted, like, sixth round Eagles just to go up and say, yeah, you can ask him one buddy, but uh, we're drafting you. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, um, you know. Uh, we'll we'll see uh, you know we'll see what kind of happens but uh, I think Lane Johnson deserves to be a little bit higher on that list so well, that's just me uh, yeah it was just like when I said six I figured like that was a good spot for him but yeah I mean again a lot of this like those tackles like this is a good time to be an offensive tackle there's a lot of good ones. But Trent Williams being up there, that's ridiculous. No, I agree. Uh, you know, he's certainly a good tackle, but again, he's aging. He's, he's missed a whole year. And now where, where, you know, where is he even? Is he still? San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah, like, no. Uh, I, I think that's a little ridiculous, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. But uh Anyway, we uh, we wanted to bring in another uh, surprise guest, a member of the uh, the Phillyverse family. He is, uh, you can see him in the comments section for now. Uh, definitely always bring in the heat uh, and the good info, uh, and will be hopefully joining us uh, in uh, a, a, some sort of show capacity as we kind of figure that out. But you know, obviously quarantine kind of. Got in the way, but uh, anyway, let's bring on uh, Mike, uh, who again you uh, we were just talking to in the comment section. Mike, how are you? 
Good, guys. How you doing tonight? How you doing, Mike? Good, Eric. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm just glad you can actually hear Eric. <laughs> yeah, that's why I had to throw that out there to make sure he could hear me. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, Mike, we're, we're glad that uh, you, you came on. I want to get your thoughts right away on the Jamal Adams news. Um, are you for uh, bringing in Adams, and what are you what are you paying to get him? Ah, uh, definitely, would definitely love to bring Jamal Adams in. I just hate to just see like Zach Ertz be traded. I'm sure, the draft picks are going to be pretty costly. Plus, yeah. I believe he wants a uh, new contract as well. So. Right. Yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of the whole reason why he's being traded. He's on the last year of his rookie deal. Um, granted, he was what the fourth overall pick, so he certainly is, is has a high salary as it is. Uh, but he's gonna want to want top safety money, yeah. and that's considerably more than what he's making now. So, I mean, Jamal Adams is a player. I mean, he's a, you know like a throwback hitter. Yeah, even though you can't hit like he used to. But. That's that's a good term for him. Like he's a, it's like a clean way of being a throwback hitter. Like right. He is so hard, but it's all in that legal area. Oh yeah, not like, <clears throat> excuse me, not like Dawkins or Troy Palomaro, Ed Reed, yeah, Ron Watt type days. No, I think I think those safeties are are going to be very few and far between I've ever seen, especially uh, a, you know three safeties all at the same time, just like the the three you mentioned and and. You know Ed Reed and and Palomalo and and obviously Dawkins. Uh, I don't think we'll see another trio of, of 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 a safety position like that ever again. Since the game's changed and you know you can't hit, can lay out anybody like you used to over the middle or you know down the field. Yeah, yeah. Like Muddy Waters will be run out of the league right now. <laughs> Big time. I mean, but like, I think that this is presenting new challenges to the safety position. Sure. That's why it's going to be so much harder to, and so many, like you said, fewer safeties. And like, we're not going to get a trio like that because it's so challenging to be able to play the game of safety, the position of safety in this game at that high level. Like, it's going to be such a challenge for this young group coming up. I, I feel sorry for them because it's going to, like, good safeties, guys who are coming up, like, are going to, Essentially, be run out of the league because they can't hit the way they used to. Yeah. Well, I was I was thinking not to cut you guys off. I mean, yeah, yeah. They were right. got Jamal Adams and Kayvon Wallace. If he's the player they're projected to be, just imagine that secondary back there and Darius Slay on one side. Yeah, no, it would it would transform the defense in an, in a heartbeat. I mean, you right. already have a very good and deep uh, defensive line. You've improved your defensive backs, uh, even with uh, getting rid of, of Malcolm Jenkins. Um, you know, you're still kind of coming out uh, positive. This only would be the icing on the cake and just really transform this defense into an elite defense, honestly. Oh, big time. So, and, and considering if you can do it without giving up an offensive weapon, who, you know, again, you know, we, we have, a, you know, a, quite a, a, de- a deep position in tight end. And, you know, hopefully some of our wide receivers turn out and Miles Sanders continues to grow. It could be a very potent offense as well. So it, it really could put us into Super Bowl contending, you know, firmly Super, oh, Super yeah. Bowl contenders. No, you think about it. If it were to say, like, 
cost you a couple traffics, which would be high value. Sure. And say a Razul Douglas comes, so you're not taken away from uh, from that offense as you're building up this defense. Just think of it. I mean, and I know that they, they you know, giving up the first round picks would be costly, but if you think about it, like if you added Jamal Adams to this roster, knowing that you're going to have to sign him oh. and where you're at with the cap already. You weren't going to be able to afford to sign a first-round pick anyway if you could keep him and get at him. So don't worry about I mean, trading a first-round pick. That is true. That is true. That is, that is very true. Yeah. So, well, I, 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 we definitely have, you know, a cap problem next year. But, you know, I, I think one thing yeah, we can we all – get a good technologist. Well, that's we the thing. that We all we all just got to trust in Howie. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So, all right, well, Mike. You were in 20 next off season doing that one. Yeah, right. So, so Mike, I want to know what uh, you've obviously looked at the schedule. Um, what are you predicting? You know, again, hopefully we have a season. Hopefully we'll all be there. Hopefully we'll all be tailgating together, having a good time. Well, if everything right. plays out as it should, what do you, what do you expect? Uh, you know, standings wise or record wise for the Eagles. I would say ten and six. Right. Yeah, that's, that's that's pretty realistic, uh, yeah. and I think maybe on, maybe on the yeah. conservative side, but but again, that's more on the realistic side. Um, you know, I think <laughs> you come up, people. Are, you know, who, who was it? Adam Rank from the NFL NFL Network had the Eagles at thirteen and three. I'm, I'm not even that much of a homer. I'm not that much of a homer. It's June. Dream big. Yeah, well. You know, when they start recording your uh, predictions, then they can come down to the 10 and 6. Yeah, exactly. So, no, I, I think that's, uh, I'll, I'll mark it down, actually, because we have ours somewhere. Uh, that way we get everybody's predictions preseason. Uh, and we'll see who's right in the in the long run. If I well, hopefully, yeah, we're talking about wanting to be able to have a season. I'm hoping that we're able to go out again and do one of our roundtables and, and Mike, you could join us for that roundtable. Absolutely. Uh, I'd be honored. Invitation right now to join us on set. I'd love to be there with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, um, we... I was back in February. I would have sure about to meet you guys a chance, but I uh, ended up spraining my uh, MCL. Ooh. I was up on the shelf for a while. <laughs> but, well, glad to see you're doing better. Yeah, I was going to say you're do, doing well after after all that. Doing good. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, it's good to hear. And uh, Mike, we, uh, you know, uh, like I said uh, when I introduced you, you know, we're, you're kind of in the in the queue uh, for for the, you know, another new show that we're gonna try and get, um, you know, get started with you. So, uh, you know, we're excited, and uh, hopefully this, uh, you know, once things kind of settle down, we'll be able to kind of really hammer in on this and focus and, and, and get you into the regular uh, scheduled programming like i said i'd be honored to be on anytime you need me oh i appreciate appreciate that mike you've uh help me out any way i can uh you've always uh you've always been a very uh a very good uh and, and loyal uh a listener and i'm glad that uh you, you know you share the same passions and you know obviously uh want to kind of you know do uh do this and and kind of you know again we're we're as Sean put it earlier, we're we're all Eagles nerds, and uh, yeah. we're just we're just trying to trying to live out that uh, fantasy. So, all right. 
it's like, you know, the theme of the night are 200th episode talking about, like, you know, how we've all come together. And that's been one of the beautiful things, like all of us together in the, like a, a big Eagles family. Right. And it's just something that's really come to light, you know, with the age of social media and the way people can, you know, we can do a show like this now in a way that we couldn't, like when I was a kid and I would think, man, I'd love to be able to talk with other Eagles fans. Like, you know, my dad was a guy who, like, he and I were so close and able to talk sports all the time. And it was like, it was hard to find people that, you know, other people other than my dad that I could sit there and just talk this stuff, like, you know, go over all the information with everybody. Right. And, you know, I got Ryan in high school and we became good friends. And, you know, again, through our love of football and so many great friends that I've made just because, because of, of sports. Yeah, because of Eagles and sports. And, and that's, that's what it's all about. All right. So, exactly. Yeah. Well, Mike, uh, we appreciate uh, you coming on with us during our 200th episode. We look forward to uh, your future here in the Phillyverse. And uh, before we let you go, is there uh, I don't know, anything you wanted to say, promote, or uh, yeah, whatever floor is yours? Uh, like I said, I wanted to uh, thank you guys for having me on. Congratulations on your 200th episode. And looking forward to working with you guys. And hopefully, go Birds. Yeah, go Birds, and hopefully we'll be seeing you, you, you at we'll, we'll be seeing you at that first tailgate, bud. Sounds good. All right, Mike. Have yourself a good yeah, night, Mike. pal. Take care. Right. Good talking to you. Yeah, good talking with you, Mike. Thanks, right. Brian. All right, bud. No problem. Have a good one. Yeah, you too. Take care. Yep. Bye. All right. Uh, that was Mike. Uh, again, uh, coming to a show near you, uh, hopefully soon, once you know this uh, crazy coronavirus quarantine stuff kind of dries down, or at least calms down yeah. enough. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, we can kind of concentrate on getting Mike, uh, out there and, and, uh, you know, like I said, Mike's, uh, Mike's a great friend of the show and, uh, you know, is always, uh, helping us out in any way. And, you know, you'll see Mike, uh, posting a whole crap ton in the, in the Philly, uh, Phillyverse podcast network four for four, um, you know, Philly sports, uh, Facebook group. Uh, he's pretty, pretty much runs that place. <laughs> so. But yeah, we're, we're glad to have him on, and uh, you know, like I said, good friend of the show, so thank you. Uh, Daryl, sorry, I didn't mean to ignore you there, bud. What's going on? Glad you can join us as well. Uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for, uh, for coming on. And, and, yeah. Um, so um, as we're kind of winding down, uh, I was going to say we have a few other Phillyverse people we're trying to squeeze in here. We may not have the time or the ability to. Uh, Eric, do we have uh, do we have an update on uh, Jay from Mike Sports? He has not responded to me. Okay, well, uh, neither has Ryan from the Philly Broadcast. So you know we got we got great co-hosts. Uh, <laughs> I know our co-hosts leave us out to dry. I know I love I love all the people that aren't officially on shows are are the ones that pop in and help us out. Uh, and those who are complacent, you know, mm, that's right. So, uh, well, uh, Eric, uh, congratulations to you on uh, 200. Um, congratulations to you too, man. Thank you. I know, uh, we've been, you know, when we kind of wanted to rebrand everything from our Philly Mick and Hump show days, um, you know, we, we thought uh, this was kind of a you know, great way of, of doing things, and we never thought it would kind of uh, turn out the way it did. 
with you know having additional shows and yeah yeah and it definitely took off well and we're we're glad to, again we could bring it to the people it's not like we're sitting here you know making any money or, or you know profiting off of this you know although yeah, that would be nice. here talking about our passion right love the eagles yeah and that's that's what it's about you know uh my you know i say it all the time my 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 wife um probably just has a, a just a hatred uh for for football because of my love of football like, oh yeah no i i've definitely gotten that response of all that like you know, almost to the response of like giddiness or the thought of them not having a football season. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, no, I'm I'm kidding. Like, no, I, I, she knows right. how devastating that would be. Right. Yeah. And and obviously a dark state of depression. Right. And obviously, you know, I joke. Um, yeah. She just, you know, again, it's Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, sometimes Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> are are dedicated to to watching football and and uh you know once uh i was gonna say i i, I people are amazed when they come in my house and they literally just see how much eagle stuff there is and you know we just we just bought a new house we're, we're still moving in yeah. and my basement is like one percent done <laughs> as you can see behind me now. <laughs> but you it know it's funny I get the same thing, like, I'll wear an Eagles shirt or something into work, and people are like, oh, yeah, you know, go birds, and, like, what do you think of the team? And it's like, when they say that, I don't think they realize what they just opened up, and it's like, well, let me tell you, and, like, yeah. you know, I can spout off the, and look of amazement, like, oh, I mean, I, I mean, I hope they win, but, like, I don't know yeah. like what you just I, said. I don't know any of the people you just talked about. We just said a whole lot of words right. that I could not get. No, but uh, and and obviously throughout our 200 episodes, um, you know, obviously we wanted to thank everybody who's who's tuned okay. in, who's listened, who's commented, who's liked, who's shared, who's followed. Uh, if you haven't, you know, make sure you pop over to to this page, Phillyverse or uh, and and Phillyverse, which will kind of show you all the other shows that uh, we do. But uh, especially, I wanted to thank everybody in the uh, all the Facebook groups that we that we interact with. Um, you know, from you know Eagles and, and Phillies finest fans, you know, to um, you know Philly Sports and More with John Jay and the Guru, uh, Eagles Nation Worldwide. Uh, I could probably go on for like an hour uh, of all the amazing you know people that we talk to in these groups and, and are able to share our show and. You know, again, we're 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 not here making money. Uh, in fact, we're we're hemorrhaging money. Uh, <laughs> um, so, you know, obviously we, we care about this and we love this. And uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, when when things calm down and we're able to go to games, and you know, we'll we'll kind of set up a nice tailgate for for everybody and be able to have people come on down and maybe we'll do a few live shows from down there, at least some videos and. You know, again, I, we want to be as interactive as possible when it comes to to you know, you know, tailgating and, and everything before the game. So, hopefully, you guys can join us on that ride. And you know, uh, yeah, well, well, we're just we're just glad we have the opportunity to kind of talk birds and, and share our love. So, uh, we appreciate everybody. Honestly, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I can say it better. Like this, I mean, look, and and all these things, you know. The talking football, talking Eagles, like, 
at times, look, uh, with this whole quarantine and so many other things that have gone on, uh, you know, like, I haven't made a secret of the fact, you know, I lost my father at the beginning of this whole thing in March 22nd. Yesterday, you know, first Father's Day without him, it was rough. Tough, and, for sure. Um, but, you know, the thing that always got me through everything has always been Eagles football. And no matter what was going wrong, you know, I could always count on some days in September, I get to watch football. Yep. And, you know, I'm hoping that that, you know, it's the case again this year. I guess I'm probably in the minority. I think that things, I think they're going to carry on. I think we're going to start on time. I think we're going to start on time with fans. I'm more worried about the idea of getting a surge later in the year and then later in the year than telling us we can't go to games. Right. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I, I kind of hear you on that one. I think that's a very likely scenario, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully they, they roll things out right. And hopefully, you know, yeah. as, as as Marcus said, you know, maybe they, you know, have only season ticket holders or only right. half, half the season ticket holders. Yeah. And, you know, maybe say, all right, you know, you know, you get to go to half your games. The other season ticket holders get to go to the other half. You know, we'll we'll split them up as yeah. split them up as evenly as they possibly can. Although obviously no one's going to be, you know, ultimately happy uh, just because yeah. of life. But we get the refund. Those are like, you know, we spend half our, you know, we get half of our money back for a season ticket. So we right. can't go to half the games. All right. So we'll see what the NFL does. Obviously, we have two yeah. months to kind of figure it out. You know, it's funny we're we're trying to plan our one of our fantasy football drafts, and and two of the the members are. I've basically already said that there's no way that they're going to be at the draft live, um, you know, regardless. So, uh, you know, it's just, I, I think, yeah, you know, I think people need to just kind of pump the brakes. It doesn't look great right now, but. And then just, right. we have well, to adjust. exactly. And, adjust. and hopefully, you know, hopefully that doesn't need to happen. And hopefully, yeah, you hopefully know, we, we'll be a much kind of uh, normal, uh, healthier, you know, maybe maybe even not have to wear masks all the time. I don't know. I don't know what the, the... people think. Um, if we were to get those two to the draft, we should all immediately like squish right up on them. Be like, hey guys, what's up? Yeah, right. Because then they'll just they'll probably just leave. <laughs> oh, Terrible plan. I like to think one of them would laugh at us, and one of them would turn around and leave. Uh, or, and I actually or, don't know which one's which. Or punch you in the face. So actually, I'm okay with this, actually. Anyway. All right. Well, there you go. But uh, all right, folks. Well, we appreciate everybody uh, joining us and uh, hanging out with us uh, on our 200th episode. Uh, we had planned to have a few more uh, pop-ins, but uh, timing just didn't really work out. Uh, so uh, thanks everybody who did pop in. And Marcus, thanks again for coming on. It was a great time having yeah, you. Yeah, honestly, big shout-out to Marcus Weeks. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, just a, just a great person. Uh, yeah. Somebody, uh, you know, uh, we obviously, for uh, if we didn't explain, we all went to high school together, um, and you know, we got to see you know talent at a yeah. young age, you know, in high school, and, and you just knew he was bound for greatness, um, yeah. and and you know, made his dream come true and got into the NFL. Uh, unfortunately, didn't have a, a very long career, but you know, again, yeah. it's, it's the. He got to play in a Super Bowl. He was, yeah. he was he was there uh, on an NFL team. His dream realized, and now you know he's yeah. he's helping out the community that kind of helped him. And 
and now he's you know he's teaching and 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 you know he's helping you know coach sports as well uh and giving back and, and honestly just uh we're, we're thrilled to to have him on and hopefully we'll have him on again real soon and you know, uh, maybe we can make uh, kind of a regular thing out of it. So we we appreciate it, Marcus. Thank yeah, you very much. Bring him in, like when we do our next roundtable about a you know season preview, we can talk about you know some of the guys he likes this year. You know, yeah. Some of the teams he thinks are going to be contenders. I think yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. So thank you, uh, uh, obviously, Marcus. Uh, thank you, Sean. We look forward to the Bald yeah. Eagle podcast uh, coming soon. Thank you, Mike, for popping in as well. Uh, we look forward to your future uh, uh, unnamed show with the Phillyverse. Uh, and that being said... Thanks, Timmy, for... Uh, you had a nice uh, comment up there that you read about... Uh, you know, you, let me see if I can read here. Christopher Ward got the connection, knows how to do an interview like a champ. So thanks, man. I appreciate He does. That. Uh, and, and thank you, Tim, too, because uh, he's been our unofficial yeah. hype yeah. man uh, this whole time. So uh, I would love to bring him on, but I don't think, uh, I don't think he's ever going to do it. So... But uh, I'll we'll keep, keep trying. trying. We're speaking into existence. I'll, I'll keep trying. So, all right, folks. Well, we appreciate everybody joining us on our 200th episode. Uh, thank you so much. Make sure that not only do you like, follow, subscribe, share this page and our uh, shows, uh, but make sure you check out Phillyverse, uh, which has every one of our podcast information. Uh, so give that a like, follow, share, all that good stuff. You can follow us over on Instagram and uh, Twitter at Philly underscore verse. And then, uh, of course, uh, Mondays, 8.30 normally, or I'm sorry, 7.30 normally, um, is our show, the Football Smack Talk Show. 8.30 Tuesdays is the Philly Broadcast. Wednesday at 8 o'clock is Mike Sports. And then 9 o'clock on Thursdays is the TLC Podcast. More shows coming. Can't wait to bring them to you. Um, obviously got a little derailed with the, the quarantine, but we'll be back up and running uh, full-time really soon. Thank you, everybody. Mike, appreciate it, man. Thank you, as always. You've been a great friend of the show as well. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everybody. We will uh, see you guys next week. Tinny, appreciate it. Um, here's to 200 more as well. Eric, uh, got to say for the 200th time, got anything to add? No. Oh, man. You had me. I thought you were. I thought you were gonna do it, but uh, thank you very much, Eric. Here's to 200 more. Thank yeah, you, uh, everybody out there in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what other other land there is. Uh, we will see you guys next week for episode 201. Not gonna be as special, but I like it. Uh, and hopefully we'll have uh, some fun stuff to talk about. Otherwise, other than that, we'll see you guys uh, throughout the week in a very, uh, you know, in our various shows. So for the Football Smack Talk Show, I am Ryan. I'm Eric. Happy football, everybody. Only 80 days to go. 80 days. Well, let's hope 80 days we get our S together. Please, 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 please. All right, folks. We will see you guys next week. Have a good night. Go Birds.